Oh, now you want to go out? Listen. Listen, I have no patience for your nonsense. I'm kidding. I have so much patience for your nonsense. <laughs> Let the record show that was uh, said to a dog only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought that was clear. <laughs> Oh boy, it's Encyclopedia Brunch. My name is Tim Dobbs, and with me, as ever, through this little old thing we call the internet, it's Catherine Cogert. Oh, it's me! Hi! It's good to be here. Oh, it's really great that you're here. Uh, I'm sorry I squealed. That was like a bad first impression. Give me another chance. Nope, you've lost them. You've lost everyone. <laughs> I don't know. According to the first 10 seconds of that podcast, she was just kind of ditzy, so I stopped listening. <laughs> I mean, not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, no, you're great. I mean, I like, I like an excited person. That's, you know, these are my people. You know what I don't like? An unexcited person. Mm, someone who's just a, I mean, so are you thinking of someone who's kind of like too cool or someone who's just kind of like, uh, a lump, if you will? Yeah. Don't like lumps. Don't like people who are too cool. I just like, why are you here? What do you, what, what moves you is my question. What moves you? (laughs) Thank you. Don't say your skateboard. Is this? Did we? Did we flash back to the nineties? What's going on here? We did real uh-huh. quickly. There, I'm back now. Don't worry. <laughs> so, like your ideal, like mm, fictional character, like my ideal man. Yeah, <laughs> he's a skateboarding cool dude. Well, not cool. <laughs> sort of a spaz from the nineties. He's maybe like Doug from the cartoon Doug. <laughs> you would. You would have a crush on Doug. That's not fair. <laughs> no, it's not. It's... He seemed he seemed he seemed like a nice boy to settle down with. <laughs> Listen. I just I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> it's true. He'll never hurt and you. Skeeter is such a bad boy. Uh no, Skeeter's Skeeter's a spaz. Roger that Roger was the bad boy, right? I suppose you're right. Yeah. I, but he's so unlikable. Yeah, he looked like he might have smelled or something. I don't know. I mean, I think I think that's why he lashed out. Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, I think he came from a, a family without a lot of money, and I think he felt inadequate a lot of the time. Absolutely, just the kind of insights you come to here on Dougcast. Uh, <laughs> so, Tim, our topic for today on Dougcast is <laughs> what's our topic. Is, urinals for some reason i don't know if this fits the theme but that's what we're doing so is that but that's what it says on this paper so who, there's who nothing in this? the rule book that says we can't do a podcast on urinals <laughs> we really should have written that rule book more thoroughly so many loopholes <laughs> so many um ah uh, i i don't know do you do you have a starting place for this because i just have so many questions well i feel like that makes sense because why why would you know much of anything about urinals i don't know uh i don't know much i don't know much so i mean i guess uh gosh i, I think maybe the best place to go here is a quick um a quick taxonomy of urinals uh starting uh, let's start with the nicest and work our way down to uh okay to the okay. barnyard um so like if I walk into uh, a men's bathroom in a uh, p- 
particularly nice place. I mean, it's possible that it may simply not have urinals. Um, or it may have, uh, you know, almost little, almost little stalls um, where there are big dividers between each urinal. There'll be a wall. And I don't know. Yeah, two, three urinals um, kind of laid out there. And, uh, you know, they're the porcelain kind, kind of squarish, boxy. Um, and they'll probably have a little um, uh, motion detector to flush, right? That's that's like a nice one. Uh, and then as you kind of step back, you get towards uh, maybe it's not a motion detector. Sometimes it's like a, a hand flush lever. Um, and a lot of times the dividers go away. So it's more just like it's kind of up to you to kind of like position your body such that uh, everyone is comfortable. So it's it's like a question mark number of people can fit at this urinal. Well, we're getting there. Um, okay. Okay. And uh, and it's been my experience that as you get to the sort of middle class level of urinals, sometimes the shape it does change. It's, it fluctuates more. Uh, that sort of squarish, boxy style, I think, is is the standard at least in the United States. Um, but for to service a broader range of people, sometimes they are a little more, uh, they stick out a little more, or um, there are ones that go all the way to the floor. Uh, Wait, why is sticking out servicing a, what, who's that benefiting? It's interesting that you asked, Catherine. Uh, so it's actually, so I, I learned this in reading about urinals, which was uh, my favorite way to spend the day. Um, sure. Was Not that surprised. The Americans with Disabilities Act actually does have a standard for, um, how far the the sort of bowl part of a urinal needs to stick out because okay. that allows people uh, who have mobility issues or perhaps in a wheelchair or something can uh, still use the urinal without having to like do some kind of quasi, quasi acrobatics um, to like make that stream do oh, just oh just so. Uh, I see. Mm -hmm. I see. Okay. And then, uh, yeah. And then uh, also the ones that go all the way down to the floor, that's good for people. If you don't really know the height of the person who might be using the urinal, you don't want to leave out. I so and I don't. in elementary schools, that's that's fairly common is to see the urinals really? go all the way down. Well, because you're mm -hmm. you're having six year olds and full grown men use this urinal. And so. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. But like are are like kind of like children's water drinking fountains a thing. Are, are children's urinals also a thing? Yes, very much so. So it's it's pretty common okay. to see. uh you know, if there's a line of five urinals, the one at the very end will be much, much lower. And that's for children or, or yeah, maybe people with mobility issues. Um, or if okay. it's the one that's free. Uh, that's been my experience with it. And so that brings us all the way down to... Uh, and of course, there's there's variations on urinals. Um, right. But uh, this brings us down to the trough urinal, which is common uh, in much older buildings or when, when we had less decorum or... Uh, Perhaps like outdoor situations, maybe like a music festival or something like that. And that's literally just mm -hmm. a big old trough. And hey, however many dudes you feel comfortable lining up to pee into that trough, you go for it. And then it all yeah, funnels I, down to one side. I kind of like the the putting putting the onus on the user a little bit there. <laughs> uh, what <laughs> do you mean? Like, um, it's kind of like, you know, those those like a salad place where you go to the salad bar and it's like as much stuff and then we'll just weigh it and then you pay for it. It's kind of like that mindset, but with peeing. You just we'll, we'll just weigh the pee and then you we'll charge you accordingly. Many, you can be as close to the person next to you as you're comfortable with as long as you're comfortable paying that social tax. Right. We'll let the free market handle it. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, does that. So the first time I came across one of those, you know, I was probably 
maybe early twenties. Um, you know, I lived I, I lived a sheltered life and um, a charmed life, certainly yes, filled with discreet urinals. <laughs> May you pee in only the best receptacles. Uh, <laughs> that's what the lady uh, when I was seven and did my tarot cards said to me. <laughs> oh, I see that your urinal experiences will usually be positive. <laughs> You can tell because I flipped all of these uh, Queen of Urinal cards up, up, upright. Didn't know that was a suit in tarot. Hmm. <laughs> we went. We did go to a cut rate tarot card reader though. So right. So it was really just like a deck of cards. It was like, oh, I see your future is nine of clubs. <laughs> so you'll be at a lot of nightclubs, huh? <laughs> Well, she's got me. <laughs> a lot of like, yeah, <laughs> the Boy. cut rate tarot. Yeah, she's a lot of nudging with the elbow. <laughs> a lot of Ooh, tough room. <laughs> it's like it's like doing like the borscht belt circuit for tarot cards. Hey, hey, anybody here got a long lifeline? Anybody here gonna marry someone rich? Hey, anyway, oh, oh boy, let me tell you. Anybody here gonna celebrate something in a week? Let me tell you about my wife. She's going to die a terrible death soon. <laughs> but I won't uh. be too upset. This guy knows what I'm talking about. Hey, anyway. <laughs> and with that, we'll be... Hey, we're going to be right back getting a little bit with this crowd uh, on Encyclopedia Brunch. And we're back on Encyclopedia Brunch talking about urinals. And so, living the charmed life as I did, uh, I came across the trough urinal uh, fairly late in life. And I do remember being like, whoa, all right, that's what we're doing here. Um, but then I was fine. You know, like, it, 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 I kind of blinked once or twice. But, like, you know, it's pretty chill. Uh, because I don't know I, I don't know if you know this. I don't know what anyone knows about anyone else peeing because we don't really talk about it and we don't really have to. But we try not to and why? I don't know. Because why? Why talk about it? It's fine, but like as far as like hygienic habits go, it's one of the least involved ones. It's true. Well, so I mean this is this is what I'm getting to about uh the the trough peeing, and it's just like if if a man uses a urinal, you really don't have to expose very much at all. It's not very uh uh expositional. <laughs> Let's go with that word. Sure. I, I think I take your meaning. Yeah. Um, it's and, it's a modest exercise. It is. Thank you. Uh, mm -hmm. Good teamwork. And so, so my, I, I ask you, does, does the concept of a trough urinal, does that like, um, does that seem strange to you as a woman? Like, do you go like, oh, I can't believe people pee like that or like what's, or is it just like whatever? There's uh, there's definitely an, an element of jealousy to it. Like, I wish I had that kind of flexibility in my life, especially with like, you know, going out camping, you mm. know, for example, I just, it's just, it's a little bit more of a process for me and like, well, okay, we got to find, make sure it goes downhill, got to make sure everything's out of the way. I mean, th I don't know. that's an important consideration as well for me peeing outside. But like, yeah, I do have more flexibility and like, uh, I can go hit that spot over there. Yeah. Yeah. You could just pee into a bush. <laughs> yeah. The bush like will take dog. care of it. Thanks. Thank you. Um, 
I'm sorry. But, like, actually, though. <laughs> what are you going to do? I mean, listen, we are all part beast. Um... So, well, so it's interesting reading about, uh, you may be surprised to know there are, in fact, female urinals. Um, and what they said on the Wikipedia for urinals, citation needed, uh, was that in the West, uh, women are taught that, uh, you know, you're taught to pee a certain way, usually sit down. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they may be unaware that they could aim their, uh, their pee. And, uh... I don't, I don't feel able to comment on this. Does that does that ring totally true or totally false to you, or what's up? Um, yeah, I think I could probably learn it, but I feel like there'd be a lot of embarrassing incident incidences along the way. Well, I mean, that's why you learn as a child, um, because yeah, yeah. So, for instance, when embarrassment suits you, <laughs> when you're basically swimming in the embarrassment. Yeah, exactly. I, I recall uh, once in my elementary school, as far as like learning bathroom etiquette, uh, there were it, it was not uncommon for small children to just totally drop their pants to use the urinal, um, which is, of course would be a crazy thing to see uh, these days. By these days, I mean as an adult. Um, yeah, this is. I mean, this is something I know about purely because of like stand-up comedians and they're be mostly being dudes. Mm. Yeah, we do have our um, lines. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, my period is so crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, sounds nuts. Anywho. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so I mean, I guess my point is there that, yeah, like, yeah, you know, if you were to learn that earlier or whatever. But like, I guess I guess this leads to the question of why. Why? Why? why, why what, what is the advantage of a urinal to you? Like, what do you, uh, is, why not just use a regular toilet? This is a hypothetical. If you can. If you can. It's yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't feel like I have the I don't really feel like I can answer that question. And I wish that I could, but I just I don't know. The world's a crazy place, Tim. Well, let me tell you then. Uh what I believe oh. the answer oh, well, to the God. urinal okay. is. Yeah. The, What's answer the answer to the urinal. <laughs> that eternal What's question. What's the answer to this week's jumble? Yeah. Uh it is urinal. Yep, sorry. That was a little obvious actually. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> um, uh, yes, so there's two things that are advantageous about urinals beyond, um, well, I guess really three beyond uh, toilets. One is that they use a lot less water. Two is that mm -hmm. they take up less floor space. And three is that they're just simply faster. So if you have a high volume situation, um, you get mm -hmm. people through a lot more quickly because they don't have to do the whole like, you know, make sure no one's in the stall and then like open and then like, you know, kind of turn around and do the, you kind of do the settling once you've like, you're inside the stall. Okay. The stall is your space now. And, and you're like, all right, and I'm going to lock the door. And then what's my next move? Um, so you don't need to do right. any of that. Especially if you have like a bag with you or something, it's like, all right, now where's the hook? Are there hooks? Oh, there's no hook. Oh my How God. am I going to do this? this? Time, yeah. I guess I'll just hold it up. <laughs> Touch nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just balance it on your head. I do I do the old uh, deciding which things I will mentally accept as being okay to touch and which things I will not mentally accept as okay to touch. So like, for oh, instance, absolutely. the hook shouldn't be any cleaner than any other wall, but the hook wall is okay to like hang something on. The side walls? Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, 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 no. Those no, are poison no, no, walls. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but so you avoid those, all of this. Those walls are basically just like electricity walls. 
Yeah, exactly. The, the, the walls are hot lava. And <laughs> hot lava is gross bacteria that I'm assuming is everywhere. <laughs> um, and so this leads us to... Uh, when, so there's the timing issue. But the water issue, I think, is the one that's... Uh, really striking from a you know a, a real efficiency point of view um and it leads us to why flushing methods for urinals so essentially what you got with a urinal is you got a little bowl and um then pee goes down it and eventually drains down some pipe right this is a pretty straightforward yes. process right so but I, sometimes there's ice mm, there is ice and this uh, corresponds with uh, why we flush in the first place. The only reason we really flush is uh, mm -hmm. to reduce smell because there will always be a little holdup. Um, some pee will stay stuck on the side of the bowl or in, you know, just below the drain. And uh, so you flush it to just kind of wash that all away. And yeah. ice serves a, a similar role there in that, one, it's cold. And so, uh, you know, um, what do we call those? Aromatics? Uh, will be less volatile when they're colder, mm -hmm. so things will mm -hmm. smell up less, and uh, the ice will melt, thus diluting the pee and flushing it away more effectively. Totally. Okay, I get you. Pretty good. Yeah, so, that's clever, actually. There's a million ways to flush a urinal, <laughs> and you can read all about it in my new book coming out in stores. Oh, yay! Yeah. <laughs> It's just me posing with my arm around a toilet, going like, I can't believe I have to touch this. I know it's brand new. I know it's a model toilet, but I can't touch it. Really? Oh, I just, uh, you know what? When I when I see model toilets, I definitely, I really take a lot of glee in having the opportunity to touch a toilet and then not feel gross about just, it. Just like rub your hand on the inside? Yeah. Ugh. No, I, listen, the whole thing, the whole thing's a made up world inside my head because I haven't done... I haven't done plating of swabs of any of this stuff. So I'm just making a deal with my own brain to be like, that's dirty. Don't touch that. This one, for practical reasons, you're going to have to touch. So let's pretend it's not dirty. <laughs> Moving on. See yeah. No, I think cell phone screens. It's a lot of adult life, I think. Yeah. Just making little deals with your brain. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to make a deal with my brain to come back in just a moment on Encyclopedia Brunch. And I hope you'll uh, co-sign on this deal. <laughs> co-signing. We'll in just a moment on Encyclopedia Brunch. on Encyclopedia Brunch. Talking about... What are we talking about? You say it. Urinals! I say it. Urinals! <laughs> Alright, now the listener says it. Great work, your listener. Great job, listener! <laughs> um, so I want to talk to you about flushing for a little bit, because because the, the values in uh, urinals are, are water usage, space-saving, and time-saving, I feel like time-saving is like pretty... There's not... There's not a technical solution to that other than like, yeah, put them places. Uh, and the space saving is sort of self-evident, but the flushing can be done in a million different ways. So I want to talk about a few of those. Okay. So as we said, the whole point is just to like kind of rinse things along every once in a bit. Once in a bit. Uh, my new book coming out 
<laughs> it's a totally different kind of book, though. It's very uh, touchy-feely. And so we already talked about there's the little flush handle. And then because a lot of people won't necessarily touch that because they don't know what it is. They haven't made the deal with their brain that it's probably clean and fine. Um, yeah. I always use my elbow. Yeah, that's a good one. Or you can do it like I used to do as a kid before I knew embarrassment. And I would see if I could kick it. Like, you know, it's about like a little higher than waist high. It's, you know, it's, it's good stretching. Yeah. And sure. these are the things that an eight-year-old will do. <laughs> oh, eight-year-olds, they do so many dumb things. Mm. And, uh, but that doesn't always work. But I because... mean, is that all, is that that much different from, do you ever, do you ever, when you're undressing, like try to, like when you take your underwear off, try to kick it up and catch it? <laughs> no, but it's very charming and I will try that. <laughs> it's you... a fun, it's a fun skill. I have a question. Do you ever, you know that phrase, uh, well, you still put your leg, uh, your pants on one leg at a time. Uh huh. Do you ever try to do two at a time? Cause it's, you could do it. No, but I'm going to try now. You just got to jump and pull. It's <laughs> Oh, you can't do it with skinny jeans. Can't do it with skinny yeah, jeans. Yeah, that's a process. <laughs> no, no, you'd fall over. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a dangerous game. Absolutely. Like, you have sure. to want this two-leg-at-a-time thing. You know what it would be really easy with? Like, fisherman's pants or, like, yoga pants? Yeah, like basketball shorts, too. That would be pretty good. Yeah. Something but loose. then you put your shorts two legs at a time. Yeah. Well, then that's why you wear basketball pants. <laughs> same great Middle? material but longer <laughs> they're already so long Tim. no i mean you get the 70s style or something okay yeah, yeah. but then then easy. pants it's like 70s basketball pants are sort of just like i guess um high waters you know like capris yeah <laughs> like capris but if capris were shorts <laughs> it's twisty and weird we're gonna save it for our episode on shorts um but so people often won't flush those for uh, a variety of reasons, real and imagined. Um, and then so that's why you get things like, ah, maybe throw some ice in there. Or the, uh, as my dad used to call it, an electric eye. Have you ever heard of that? The motion detector, right? Was that ever oh, called sure. an electric okay. eye in your brain? Never, never, ever heard that called an electric that's eye. It's really stuck with me. It's and I, I, also very creepy to me because right. now I'm thinking like something is watching me in this intimate moment. Yeah, no, I mean, like I grew up thinking of it because it looks a lot like the eye from uh, the Terminator. Like once his, his face gets torn off, you know, yeah, uh, like how? Yeah, there's just like this one eye that like seems to have a laser going on inside of it, but it's hard to tell. Uh, and so that's what I grew up with uh, peeing in front of. <laughs> go pee in front of the electric eye <laughs> go pee inside the robot that watches you son <laughs> family it's fun mm, so great so there's the electric eye um, not related to the electric slide cha-cha real smooth <laughs> uh or what if they were related that would be a fun like family reunion yeah flush one time now whoosh whoosh <laughs> Um, that was two times. I imagine like Electric Eye's wife, like listening to Electric Eye talk about his cousin Electric Slide. <laughs> oh my god, it's just like he's so into cha chaing. Nobody likes cha chaing. It's the dumbest kind of dance. And then the Electric Slide is like, oh my god, he's just such a he's such a creep. Yeah, he's, I can't believe I'm related to him. <laughs> I, I mean, well, I guess this is not too. It, it would be a little like if your job was a bathroom attendant, right? Like, I think, I think you know, like, that's a fine job. Um, 
It is, a, uh, it is a nice touch when a very fancy place has a bathroom attendant. I personally feel extremely uncomfortable because I'm uncomfortable with anyone uh, serving I've me never, at all. I, don't, I think it's only a men's restaurant thing. I've never, really? never ever ran into that. They give you a towel. Next time that we find ourselves in a place where you find a bathroom attendant, I'll, I'll check things out. <laughs> um, On my know, side. Yeah. Let me... <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll uh we'll we'll do a full report. Um, yeah, I mean, but we get couches is the thing, right? Which I would actually prefer. Um, that's me. Uh, inanimate objects over people. But they talk to you. They're talking couches. Oh. People don't really bring that up, but they're talking couches. What do they say? They're just so chatty. Just so much nonsense. Is it like just mostly gossip? they talk about? Did you read the latest Cosmo? I mean, mm. it's sort of gossip, but it's How it's does... usually about George Clooney. <laughs> How does the couch read Cosmo? Is it just like stuck between the pillows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When they clean the bathroom, the person who's cleaning the bathroom just puts in a new Cosmo. Right. And then the couch goes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the poor janitor is like, ah, that, that possessed couch is at it again. <laughs> now, thank you no, for applying friends. to this janitorial service. Now, I will have you know, the job is, it's, it's pretty straightforward. We just need you to come in after hours, clean up. Um, I see you've done this before, so I think you're going to do a great job. But you should know the couches are possessed. <laughs> we would like it if you could form a relationship with them. <laughs> so, actually, uh, after you interview me, I'm going to have you go in inter- and the couch is going to interview you. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. You go sit down on the couch. So, um, how would you describe yourself? I like couches. Oh, that's sucking up, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, 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 I like your cushions. They're so comfortable. What kind of phone do you use? See, this is... <laughs> to me, that feels an awful lot like being like, um... I like your tummy. It's it's so cushiony. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of shirt is Maybe this? Maybe we should say that more. I don't... People. I love your tummy. <laughs> I mean, it's something that we say to dogs. <laughs> I mean, I don't say exactly that to dogs, but... You you say something very similar. I'm certain of it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll be like, who wants a tummy rub? Which I think is even less appropriate than I like your tummy. <laughs> well, that's hard to say. Yeah, I don't I don't think you should go around saying that to be... Uh, so, all right, I'm going to... maybe, I like your tummy. I'm going to put this on the big list of things not to say to people. Oh, great, great. Put it in the tome. It's growing. So the other way that things might flush. Um, oh, there's more. Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, I know. See, that's the thing is you were like, all right, there's two ways to flush. Obviously, apparently in, in Europe, it's really common for them to just be on timers. So there's a, a single valve that flushes every toilet every 30 minutes or something like that, which makes a lot of sense. If your whole goal is just kind of give the whole thing a cleaning once through, like you don't need to flush right. it every time. Um, yeah. And so uh, I like that a lot, actually. The downside is that if people aren't using it very often, then you didn't need to do all those flushes, which leads to things like uh, sensors that connect to, like, is the light on or is the door open or uh, other such machinations in order to save, eke out those little bits of savings with water. Yeah. <laughs> you seem exhausted. Um, yeah, I, it just reminds me thinking about... Um water conservation efforts and water reuse efforts mm. since I study wastewater now. And mm, I can't remember. I don't know. It was someone who was really, really smart was talking about just tightening up the water cycle, the the human side of the water cycle. And he was like, I think most of the water conservation stuff, like the easy 
all the low hanging fruits kind of been picked here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, so reading about uh, flushing methods for urinals, as one does, um, it, it stuck with me that yes, there there is a degree of low hanging fruit that got set up throughout I don't know past few hundred years or whatever um, as we got enough population that we needed to worry about water, but like mm, not so much that. Uh, it was the worst thing. And then additionally, um, before we had a lot of like microcontroller technology to like really mm -hmm. tighten up every bit of control in our entire universe, um, pre-internet of things, if you will, <laughs> it's, it's like what we were doing was just like, yeah, the easiest way to do this is to just like have it flush every time or yeah, just like flush every 30 minutes. That'll be pretty good. And every step of the way, what we're doing is yes, you are increasing the, the efficiency that you're using water. You're finding ways to be like, well, what if it only flushed uh, if the light was on? Like, or what if it was on a timer so it wouldn't flush at night? Or, you know, but there's all these ways and you can still see that there's still leftover, like you took away, I don't know, half your water use. But it's like, yeah, there's still like 20% there. Is that worth reducing or not? Um, because the real answer is it needs to flush any time that it's going to smell or... Um, if there's buildup in the pipes because of, uh, you know, like leftover minerals that are in uh, people's urine. Um, mm -hmm. And so, like, really, it should only flush exactly at the level where it starts to smell. And we get closer and closer to, is it worth, you know, coming up with a little sniffer that sits in the toilet? Or, I don't know. And I feel like this is often a problem with, with uh, most kinds of conservation. Is that we developed this super inefficient method 100 years ago, 200 years ago. And then we keep, like, hacking off half of it with, like, oh, well, we could just cut it in half this way or that way. But um, I don't know. We're, we're always, like, hanging around the margins of, like, is it worth implementing this new technology to save, you know, take your pick. Whether it's, uh, uh, I don't know, just, like, burning or, like, letting all the electricity we generate go out or, um, yeah, just, like, flushing the, the toilet all the time or whatever. Any kind of resource conservation effort. Mm -hmm, yeah. And I don't know. That's a... Uh, it's tricky. It's it's tricky where exactly we sit on this because my impulse is always yes, make everything perfect all the time. Yeah, yeah, but then your capex is insane, and like things break. Right. Like light sensors fail. <laughs> like let's say you designed a sensor that smelled for like a particular set of aromatics that make make a place smell bad. Mm -hmm. Like you have an electronic nose probe. Like yep. I'm sure that's gonna fail all the darn time. <laughs> Well, and the calibration curves that you're going to have to run. Calibration curves. And it's a really complicated piece of machinery. And Yeah. And so there's it, just so many fail points. It's true. I don't know. I guess it, it it depends on the driver. Like what is driving us to, you know, exactly how desperate are we to save water? I think that's what it'll come down to. That's the question. Mm -hmm. It's actually pretty desperate, but, <laughs> but anyway. we don't realize it. It's hard. To, it's hard to think about it in those terms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, you could always do it the way. Uh, my sister's solution to all these things is often. Um, oh, and some foreshadowing. We'll hear from her in a, a upcoming episode. Um, but her answer with a lot of these things is often, um, oh, just just don't flush, or like just you know, uh, collect all your gray water and then you know use that to flush. Or and so she's always putting the onus on the individual because she doesn't mind. Um, and but I, I, it's so hard to scale that and so you end up with all these wacky solutions around like all right well we need we need a, a crazy nose that sits there and does it yeah well and i think it's hard to 
like you can't count on people to care. Like that's my ongoing struggle with this whole thing is that most people, well, I don't know. I don't know what most people think, but <laughs> you can't count on them to like have the have the energy or interest in installing a great water system. And if you do, then you're just going to end up mad at everybody. <laughs> right. It's it's disappointing. Yeah. And you can do a lot of education and you can take that really far and you can just make it the cultural norm that everybody has a great water system mm-hmm. and that kind of works. But like it's it's a hard road to, road to hold. It's a hard road to hold. It's a hard hole to fall down. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, well, so that's where that's I, I think the urinal is 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 a beacon for us then in in this effort for conservation because it has other advantages. It's faster. Like if I'm walking into some uh some bathroom in a public place and I just need to pee, I definitely go to the urinal. It's definitely faster. Um and I don't right. have to do my uh mise en scène as far as like getting into a cube, a cubicle. <laughs> um sure. And so because it's faster, it's it's less space and everything. It has enough advantages to make people do the water conservation additionally. Um, mm-hmm. Although, I will say, so they're waterless urinals, right? And the way those work is uh, they have some kind of valve or something that uh, does not let odor escape. So, like, it seals, um, you know, after after the liquid flushes down uh, below the drain, it seals back up and doesn't let uh, odor come back up. Um, and those are useful. But apparently, <laughs> there was... Uh, a big uh, debate in the U.S. about this, uh, as far as the plumbing code went, because the plumbers union was like, no, 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 we want there to have to be pipes run to these things. That's see, I think that's part of the problem. Like, you can't count on people to care. Mm-hmm. Well, it is, those are their jobs, right? Like, you know, that's uh, I can kind of see. Are there, hmm? I don't know. Are there really not enough jobs for plumbers? I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, unions are tricky. But uh, but I think that's one of the few places where the water-saving ability that urinals afford us um, come into conflict with someone's other desires. Because, near as I could tell, pretty much everybody else is like, yeah, urinals, thumbs up. Oats. How do you feel about urinals? I, I am grateful that I don't have to use a female urinal. <laughs> but you could save so much water. Don't you care? I'm so disappointed right now. I just, I just feel so much safer in in the world that I know, <laughs> and that's very understandable. And I don't, could I don't I not, blame you at all. I, I'm sure I could adjust to a new world in which I had to use lady urinals, but um, until that time comes, I, I will feel grateful for my situation and my station. Some great, fantastic places to pee. <laughs> no one to tell us no or not to go in that little <laughs> container over there. <laughs> oh, gross. Oh, man. Did you mention before in the closing closing strains of, of this great opera that is our podcast on urinals? Uh, um, mm-hmm. Did you mention something to me uh, before the recording about a uh, some apparatus or something that allowed women to pee? What what was this? What, what do you? Oh, certainly the magic cone. Okay. I, it sort of sounds like an ice cream treat. Similar. <laughs> I it's it's very similar to the Go Girl, if you know what that is. Okay, it's a sort of funnel, the, essentially. Yeah, it's basically a funnel for your cooch. It's a cooch funnel. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
<laughs> I, I, I feel really um, uncomfortable. Let let no one isolate Catherine saying cooch funnel and me going, mm. um, <laughs> let's all make an agreement to not do that. Uh, yeah, so that's, yeah, so that you can um, pee where you need. Is it is it useful? Have you used it? I've never used it. Okay. It looks like it's popular at music festivals. I can see that. Sure. Which actually makes in many ways, a music festival is is far more uncivilized than actual nature. Oh, I think you're absolutely. I think that's actually quite insightful. <laughs> Thank you. Well, uh, let us go find the most acceptable ways to pee. Yep, that's what we're doing all week. Gonna go Great. on a pee safari. That's new project. And until then, that's Catherine Cogart over there. Tim Dogs over here. Bye. Bye.